Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. On this episode today, we're going to be looking at emotioneering social skills and actually looking at how we communicate really effectively and how we communicate with others to build those relationships and a holistic view on communication. So when we think about communication, we often think of it as being the way that we speak and of course we're on clubhouse so we're very conscious of the way that we speak and the way that other people speak but communication overall in terms of a holistic expect uh, sort of expectation is about looking at the verbal and the non-verbal skills and when we look at that our mind will go often into what we're saying rather than how we're saying it and that's that's often because our subconscious We'll take care of what is not being said, but we're often consciously thinking about the things that we are communicating through a verbal sort of way. So when we look at that and when we look at how emotioneering, when we're having uh, you know, conversations with others, when we're in social settings, when we're having conversations, the opportunity lies in ensuring that all of these work together to build amazing trust with the other person. Now, when we want to have fantastic conversations, build fantastic relationships, often what can get in the way is this fear or this nervousness or this anxiousness that can really challenge the way that we communicate with others. But if we have a look at the breakdown, right, you've got the words that you say, we've got the things that we say, and then we've also got the things that we do and this kind of, you know, uh, the, the non-verbal skills. So we've got verbal and then we've got the non-verbal skills. So if we look at the non-verbal skills, for example, we're talking about um, facial expressions. Uh, we're talking about our gestures, our eye movements, our gaze. Uh, we're looking at our habits and the things that we may do if we've got behavioral tics, things like this. Um, we may also be talking about our appearance and our head positioning and then from a verbal perspective it's the words the tone the pitch the language that we're using uh, often this uh, sort of um, you know sort of the the, the unsaid situation of, of the words that are coming out so there's a lot of things at play when we're communicating with other people so there's varying studies and you may have seen them yourself. There's varying studies in terms of how we actually uh, communicate and what part is being received by the other person. 
And even though there are many variant studies on this complex topic, it is very complex. We can drill down into each of them so, so much. What experts all agree on is that 70 to 93% of all communication is non-verbal, right? So that's going to be everything aside from what we're actually saying. So aside from the actual words. And this is very interesting considering that I'm recording this today as a podcast episode. And it's so it has to be much more emphasis on the way that you say things but if you were here with me now whilst I'm recording this you would also be able to see my gaze you would also be able to see my smile you'd be able to see my hand gestures sometimes I do record the podcast that I'm recording and you will see those videos on YouTube or on LinkedIn or Instagram so you can see the whole so it's the whole self and the holistic view of what is being said and it often impacts exactly what is coming across because I'll give you an example someone that I work with quite closely says that when they get a phone call from their boss they stand up why do they stand up because it puts them into the mindset of right this is important now I need to sort of be in the present I need to be conscious and if we do something physical it makes us much more conscious on what is actually happening okay what can really affect the way that we communicate in our social skills is what we call congruency. Now, if you look at all of the different social channels that we have, and I know that I'm recording this in the Clubhouse room. So let's take Clubhouse first. If you have a picture of you, plus you have a bio saying some information about you, you have it connected to your LinkedIn, you have it connected to your Twitter and your Instagram congruency can be found by clicking through clicking onto that person clicking onto the other social channels and seeing if they match right so the goal that we're looking for is congruency when it comes to our social skills what we say and what we do absolutely have to add up and I'll give you an example of when you spot this in real life real life circumstance imagine an angry friend or a colleague actually slams things around throws things around you know slumps down into a chair and then you ask them are you okay and they say yeah fine which one do you actually believe do you believe the behavior or do you actually believe the actions that you're seeing in front of you and this is what leads us to the quote, and many people will say it, perception is reality. Because like I was saying earlier, those experts do agree that 70 to 93% of all communication is nonverbal. So we often find that people will believe the nonverbal hell of a lot more than they will actually believe the verbal, okay? Now, statistics show that that is a miss, that when we're in that sort of, mismatch situation that we are more likely to believe that non-verbal message okay so yes everybody talks about that buzzword that authenticity and it also comes down to how you present yourself from a business perspective so say for example you want to position yourself as a coach okay you want to position yourself as a coach but everything that you have and everything that you put out in terms of content onto your social sites and everything that you do doesn't match with the type of coach that you want others to know you for. So again, that affects congruency, right? 
So why is it important? Why are our social skills so important? Well, you've heard me talk about it before and I'll come back to it. Harvard did a study uh, about adult development and happiness. And personally, we are all motivated to have fantastic, great relationships. They did this study over 75 years. It was the longest study that was ever done on adult development. And what they found from it was that it was very much about the meaningful relationships that we actually had in our life. Now, that's personal as well as professional. So personally, we really, really do want meaningful relationships. But from a professional perspective, it could prevent you if you're not having that congruency between your verbal and your non-verbal skills. It could prevent you from having a promotion. You could also lose a customer or a client or lose potential deals like I was just talking about because of this lack of congruency between what you say and how you behave, okay? Or this sort of nervousness or this anxiousness that is holding you back from having the congruency of both of those things together, okay? So some of the challenges that can actually come up for you from a social skills perspective, whether it be verbal or non-verbal, okay, could be lack of awareness. You're not aware that actually what you're saying and what you're doing don't marry up. You're not aware. You could also have a challenge with listening. You're not listening to the people that you're talking to or you're having an interaction with because you're much more focused on what is happening in terms of the the fear or the nervousness that you have or you're thinking about what you need to say next rather than being sort of present and in the moment. You could be very, very used to phone conversation and communication. So therefore you have less icon, sorry, let me rephrase that. You are more used to phone communication. So you're less likely to be able to create great eye contact or gaze and the behavior on your body language because it doesn't get looked at because a lot of your work revolves around the telephone then you don't have to think about where your eyesight is or your body positioning as much but it definitely can affect the way you communicate and I'll I'll give you a story based on that actually so a lot of my work um, in the early years of my career was call center based it was contact center based And I had a manager at the time. And when I used to go and speak to him, I'd be talking to him, but I wouldn't be looking at his face. So every time uh, I would say something, he would click his fingers and he would click his fingers and he would click his fingers (laughs) because what he was trying to say to me is my eyes are here, Melissa. I'm here. I'm not over there where your eyesight is going. So be mindful of how you communicate with others. You may be very comfortable on the phone, but when you are face to face, you need to have that eye contact. You need to be able to really help somebody connect with you through through your eyes, through your body language and everything else that you're doing. You could also be displaying your reactions instead of delaying your reactions. This I'm talking about is your poker face, okay? So being non-judgmental to the person in front of you. Now, we all will thin slice. Uh, There's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell called Blink. We all thin slice and we create very quick judgment based on the way that our brains work. But it's about pausing and holding that back and not reacting to what is happening in front of us straight away. So being in control of your emotions, displaying Uh, reactions instead of delaying reactions can again have a breakdown in relationships if you're looking to build those up you want to delay those reactions instead too much eye contact too much eye contact versus no eye contact 
So this is, you know, when someone can't look you in the face, you do start to question whether they're telling you the truth. You start to wonder whether they're interested in you. But then eye boring contact is a little bit too much over the top. So be mindful of that as well. You want to be able to have eye contact and gaze, but not to the point that you don't look away or you don't break away from your conversations. A defensive stance, arms folded right now. This sometimes can happen in conversations. You're having a conversation with somebody and they've either taken a defensive stance, they're standing up when you're sitting down, or they've got their arms folded which or hands in the pockets, which is making, again, them look like they're disinterested or they're defensive. So again, we're always thinking about these signals and these messages that other people are sending. Being on our phone, okay? Being on your phone is a non-verbal habit. It's what we do. The thing is, you are communicating to somebody else and everyone else around you, even your dogs, even your children, that you there is something going on on the phone that is vitally important or more important than the situation that you're in. Uh, regardless of what setting, if you are on your phone, that is an issue for you in terms of social uh, interaction and social skills. If it is too much, people are going to notice and they're going to start to comment on it. And if they're commenting on it quite a lot, I would advise that you take that information and see how you can adapt the way that you are in a social setting. Okay. Head shakes versus head nods. So head shaking is, is usually the sign or universal sign for no, right? Head nod, however, is the opposite in many situations, it is the, the gesture for yes, okay, an agreement. Bear in mind, though, that we can't take this one at face value. So when I was working in a corporate location where we had to recruit, a lot of the people that we were talking to um, for the frontline staff and the frontline roles were from Bulgaria. Now, I didn't know at the time that it is the exact opposite. So this is where you need a little bit of cultural intelligence when it comes to gestures, because in Bulgaria, when you shake your head, it means yes. And when you nod your head, it means no. Now, if I'm interviewing somebody and I'm in a recruitment situation, I say to them, so tell me, you know, how good were you at leading other people? They start telling me how great they are and they're shaking their head Remember I was saying about congruency? We're much more likely to believe the non-verbal message. So I'm looking at them thinking, oh, they, it's not matching up. What they're saying, there's a bit of a mismatch in communication and message here. Now, if I didn't get informed by somebody that actually it's because in Bulgaria it's the other way, then that could cause a problem. I was also talking to a lady from Bulgaria who was talking to me about when she moved to the UK and she said that when she used to ask for directions, she didn't realize that the head nod situation was also, or the head shake was also different. And she asked somebody, oh, where is Tesco? And is it this way? And they obviously nodded their head and said, yes. She thought they were saying no. And therefore she walked in the other direction <laughs> looking for somebody else to help her or to find a map. So be mindful that sometimes gestures don't always add up to the exact information that we have. So make sure that you check them from a cultural uh, intelligence standpoint. So understand what different cultures, different countries do. The majority of people, it's the opposite way, right? But there are going to be certain circumstances where it is the other way. So be mindful of that. 
So how do we improve our awareness to the way that we communicate verbally and non-verbally? Well, one piece of advice, record a video of you talking or having a conversation. Try to pretend the video is not there. I know it's difficult to do that, but maybe do it a couple of times so that you can start to get a little bit more natural in the way that you're communicating and play it back to yourself. Watch yourself. You know, a lot of the time we're on Zoom now or on Teams meetings or Google Meetup or all these different um, sort of virtual platforms that we're on now. So we can see ourselves. So we're already getting some feedback in terms of how we come across. So we can see, oh, I look like this or I did this. Other people could record it, send the recording, and then you can see how you come across or you can hit record yourself, right? Remember, if it does have other people involved, please make sure that you get permission and that you, if you are going to share it anywhere, you get permission for that as well. Listen to feedback, you know, listen to feedback from others. Ask and be open to that feedback. Be open to be coached on how you actually come across. You could record audio like this podcast and see how you speak. See how many filler words you use, how many pauses you make how much you use um, er, ah, <laughs> all of these things, whether you laugh, whether you sound like you have energy, whether you speak really, 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 really fast, <laughs> or whether you take the time to have the conversation, whether you take that time in that moment and you're able to show inflection with your voice as well, you know? So be mindful. There are many ways that you can help yourself to improve and to feel a lot more comfortable. And remember, when it comes to emotioneering, what we're talking about is removing that nervousness, removing that sort of anxiety, moving towards courage so that you can do these things. You can come on and, and host a clubhouse room. You can record a podcast for yourself. You can be able to facilitate a workshop. And that's where confidence comes from. Confidence comes from the doing the courage comes from the support and the people around you and the things that you've done to back yourself up with the knowledge or skills that you require. And you've had a little bit of practice that you've put into this. Aim to be in a conscious state. I was saying earlier, one of the best ways to remain in the present is to do something physical. So, you know, like walking while you're having a conversation, whilst just having some type of movement in what you're doing. But aim to be in the present. If you're thinking about what to say next, what question to ask someone, if you're thinking about well, all sorts of different listening challenges which can come in through the nonverbal, then it is going to be a breakdown in communication which can change your behavior and change the interaction that you're having with that person. Another great way that you can actually do this is people watching so you can go to a coffee shop get a coffee and uh, I'm not talking about stalking anyone by the way just to to put that out there I'm talking about just having a look around you and looking at the interactions that are happening and aiming to sense the emotion and the understanding because there's there's also empathy right and also we can feel that you know I, I often find that I can even if someone is saying something that you can feel the nervousness or the anxiousness underneath or you can see that coming through so then you know how to respond to that person because you can give them some reassurance so that they can start to feel a little bit more relaxed in the situation and have a better conversation with you and so your social skills are so much about understanding yourself and understanding other people so that you can really have a great conversation and build great connections Thanks for listening to the Emotion Earring podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. 
remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, Has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know, because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day and ciao for now.